is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening and welcome along. My name is Vinnie White and this is a news-flavoured sandwich created by an uh, unqualified sandwich maker. It's last week's news uh, wrapped up and presented with a side order of laughter soup. <laughs> Um, my name is Vinnie White. You can phone the show on 416-872-1010. You can text the show on 71010. Patrick, the producer, is pressing buttons. He will guide us through an audio landscape that will titillate every part of you. So here I am. I've been back for a couple of weeks. The tan's fading. I was in uh, Central America, but now I'm back mixing with my fellow obedient disciples of the capitalist dictatorship. And it feels quite good, actually. I did have the post-holiday blues for a couple of days. I was very tetchy with everyone. You know when you get that and you you, can't, you almost can't control it, really. You know when a loved one says, you're right, and you go, I'm fine! Why would I not be fine? And they go, yeah, you're fine. Okay, you've proved that. So I went through a couple of days of grumpiness and now I've popped out the other side in uh, a newfound love for the sort of spring, sort of. I ate a sandwich outside this week for lunch, yeah. Three coats on, but, you know. It's getting there slowly. Um, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I was quite cultured this weekend. It was my birthday on Friday, and my girlfriend um, surprised me with tickets for the Russian Philharmonic... Why do I keep saying Russian? It wasn't Russian. Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra. It's got absolutely nothing to do with Russian. That's the second time I've done that today. Anyway, I went to the Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra. Maybe some of them are Russian. I don't know. Didn't talk to them. And uh, it was fantastic last night. It was um, it was contemporary orchestra, which don't think for a minute that I'm cultured, by the way, just because I've got this accent. It's just uh, it's what would normally be the orchestra on steroids is the best way to describe it. First of all, a, a very pompous Englishman came out and did the whole <laughs> like we do. And um, he was the conductor. He's very lovely, but he was, you know. Let's just say he'd get out of the bath to fart. He's just a classy guy, you know. And he uh, he introduced the the a chief violist, which I, I always thought a viol- of someone that played the violin was a, a violinist, but no, it's a violist. And um, he came out and he said, "I've I've written a piece, and it's uh, and it, he was asked about it. He said, "All right, well, before we hear this piece, can you explain it?" And he said something along the lines of, "It's very much a, a transit." look into the depths of my subconscious um i was really trying to explore whole new levels of my soul and at that point you thought oh this is gonna be weird and it started and it was really weird actually it was a bit probably the best way to describe it is imagine you know free jazz that jazz that goes it has no particular start no particular middle and there's apparently no particular end it uh, it can send you quite insane. And the whole point is for it not to have a tune. So really contemporary. The whole point is for you to get lost in sounds and soundscapes. Yeah. And repetition's not necessary because it's a whole new world of an audio landscape. 
I think they write it by throwing the down the stairs. Um, so it's like that, but in orchestral version. So it wasn't jazz. I mean, I don't know what that is. That's just a collection of noise anyway, but they call it free jazz, don't they, that? This was sort of, I suppose you could call it free orchestra. So it was a fellow on a violin going, and then a dude with a cello going, it's, um, it was awful. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way I can put it. I mean, it was really interesting. So it's so easy to criticise this sort of thing. And it's so difficult to do. It is, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's actually, if you're an extremely successful musician, it must be really hard to not write a song, which is what they've done. It's like, you know, being an extraordinarily talented painter and then being forced into doing something abstract when all you've ever done is real still lifes or, you know, sexy bowls of fruit. So it's, I, I, it sounds really easy to be critical about it and I don't want to because I couldn't write a piece like that and to get the brain space where you can write a piece like that means that you must purely be a genius. Although I don't think I am the right guy to appreciate it. So it was really interesting, but it was a bit long. And at one point I said to my girlfriend, I don't know when this started. I have no idea if this is the middle, but have you got any idea when the end's going to happen? Sort of as a flippant throwaway comment. And the woman next to my girlfriend said, shh. And I don't know if I was slightly irritated by the mad collection of sounds, but my first response, which by the way, I'm not proud of this, was, no, you're shush. <laughs> and she hadn't said anything. It was so petty. So she said, um, yes, I wasn't actually saying anything. And then I thought, oh, why am I having an argument? This is a ridiculous state of affairs. Shut up, Vinny. And then it finished. Um, and you could see he was just absolutely dead afterwards. It's, a, it's such an, a massive emotional piece. So if you're listening, please don't take things terribly personally. So it was awful in the sense that it, it wasn't a song and it didn't have any structure. But please don't feel upset about it because you did achieve me to have heightened emotions of all kinds which I think a piece like that is supposed to do. Very peculiar. Then afterwards, and this was the real meat on the bones of, the, of last night at the, the uh, Russian Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra, who apparently decided to live in Russia for the benefit of my brain. Um, yeah, they, uh, they got together with a DJ, right, last night. And it's really funny seeing an English conductor wearing you know, a bow and tie saying, oh, we're going to now do something with the DJ Scratch Bastard. Because that's his name. He's from Halifax and he's a, a scratch DJ. And he did live sampling and looping of the orchestra and then scratched and messed with it as they were playing. So he sampled it, messed with it, pushed it over the top of them. And it almost became sort of a musical argument, but of jovality, not pain. You know, it was like they were both competing Such a great idea. If you get the chance to see it, I really recommend it. DJ Scratch Bastard coming together with the Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra last night. And uh, if you are interested in that kind of thing, look out for some of the contemporary shows. Now, at the risk of sounding like some sort of elitist, uh, rich culture vulture, you know what I did on Friday? 
painting. <laughs> Who have I become? It's because I've got a girlfriend now and she sees that I, uh, I spend most of my time drinking and farting and I think she's desperately attempting to inject some culture into my life. So uh, on Friday she took me to a painting party on Queen West, which was brilliant. Uh, was a load of mates uh, and myself got together and uh, drank wine and did some abstract painting. So, um, yeah, painting on Friday... The Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra on Saturday. After this show, obviously I'll be getting blind drunk, throwing up and getting in a fight to make up for this. Don't worry, I haven't lost my roots. Clowns. We'll start with that tonight. Patrick, have I got your ears? Because after this I'm going to tell you a clown story. You up for that? By the way, I'm not um, schizophrenic. Patrick does exist. He's behind the glass. And um, occasionally he gets involved in the show. I suppose I should describe you, really, to build an audio picture. Um, He has what I would describe as a... um, a pervert moustache. That's about right. <laughs> I'm not sure if it goes with his character, but let's not investigate. Um, glasses. Good looking chap. Nine to ten feet tall. And, um, yeah, how old are you? Twenty something? Twenty three. Is that all? Yeah. You do look older than that. I wonder if it's the tash. Is it a bid to attract the ladies? Oh, no. not It's laziness. Is it? Yeah. Well, yep. what's with the rest of the beard then? Uh, it's all laziness. I mean, I just have. This is how it naturally comes in, and it's the only place it'll grow. And this is about as far as it'll ever really? grow. Really? What a yeah. peculiar specimen of a man, but a fine one you are. So that's actually unshaven. You just, if you don't shave, you just get a mustache. Exactly. Oh. And then I believe underneath a dirty little uh, soul patch kind of soul thing. patch, otherwise known as the flavor saver uh, in more uh, barbaric circles. Um, so, well, anyway, it's nice to have you on board. I'm going to um, tell you a story in a minute, but first of all, I'll, I'll give you the reason I brought this up, right? Athens, Georgia, this weekend, police arrested a man dressed as a clown, right? He was in the Clayton Street Waffle House. I love it already. Clown arrested in a Waffle House. Love that. What was he doing, right? He was smoking meth in the restaurant. If you're a meth smoker, it's much like cigarettes, really. Just pop outside. Uh, According to a police report, an employee uh, this weekend called the police and said a man with red hair wearing a clown suit locked himself in the bathroom after smoking methamphetamine at the counter in Athens, Georgia. Uh, When police arrived, they noticed a smoking pipe with residue inside the pipe outside the bathroom. So he didn't even take it in. Employees unlocked the bathroom and found Jacob Worthington, 25, standing by the sink... Police escorted him out of the bathroom. Inside his bag, police found a knife, a digital scale, a jar of marijuana, a jar of mushrooms, a gold keepsake jar containing more marijuana, and a jar of white powder. (laughs) Police also found LSD wrapped in foil when he said he was going on a binge. Yeah, I wonder what he does for a living. Yeah. Well, hopefully not entertain children, that's for sure. Um, He also had a deck of cards containing the man's ID. So he actually had cards. <laughs> so he must, thought, he must have thought, right, I'm going to need some drugs for this. Also, I am a clown. I should probably have some little trick. Uh, so if you go out dressed as a clown with marijuana, mushrooms, LSD and a knife, leave your ID at home. Little tip there for you. Particularly uh, if you have ID saying your name. Unless your name is Coco. I don't know. Uh, the clown was charged. Apparently his giant shoes were temporarily confiscated when he was locked up. That'd be a good place to hide drugs. <laughs> Why did he have all these jars? He could have had a fake little trapdoor in his shoes. Could have had anything in there. Six jars clanking around or two trapdoors in your shoes. Idiots. Do you want to hear a story that happened to my sister? Yeah, definitely. Involving a clown. For those of you with 
It's not it's not called clownophobia, the fear of clowns, but it should be, so let's just call it that. Bozophobia? No, it's it's oh, look it up for me. I can't remember. Something like chlorophobia. Must be the Latin root word for entertaining arse. While you're looking up that, I'll play some music because I want you to hear this story in full, you see. Dun, 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 dun. Go. Chlorophobia. That's it, yeah. Why not just call it clownophobia? It's almost clownophobia anyways. It's not even worth having a phobia for that because like, phobias should only be for things that everyone hasn't got. I've never met anyone that likes a clown. I've never even met a kid that likes clowns. I was embarrassed, I believe it was in England, as a child by a street clown. And uh, it was a horrifying experience. Turned me off clowns uh, permanently. Well, if anyone's into clowns, listen up on this, all right? So my sister, okay, she lives in England. She's got a couple of kids, right? She had a babysitter. The babysitter came in to look after my niece and nephew, right, her kids. It was a new babysitter. We're, she hadn't used her before. And uh, my sister was out at a, a pub. And the babysitter called her and she said, Hiya, listen, I know that you said I shouldn't call unless there was a real problem. And I totally understand. It's just that I can't get the baby to sleep. She's been crying and crying. So at the time, my niece was quite young, right? She's been crying and crying. And I, I, just, I honestly, I just don't know what to do. So my sister said, well, you know, give her, give her a bit of milk and a few other bits, you know, whatever you do with the baby. I haven't got any experience, I don't know. Shake her around a bit and um, say goo goo gaga, all that. And then uh, she should be fine. So she goes, all right. She goes, listen, don't worry about calling. If you, if you need to call me, call, because this is important. You know, she should be asleep by now. So it was about 10 minutes later and uh, the babysitter said to my sister, she phoned her back and she said, listen, I, 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 every time... I managed to get her to be quiet. I leave the room and then she starts crying again. I'm starting to get really worried about it. And she says, well, look, you know, are the lights off? She goes, well, the lights are nearly off. You know, I've got them on the dim. She goes, oh, good. She likes that. That's good. Uh, she got a mobile to play with above. Yeah, she's got a mobile to play with. She's got everything she needs, right? And yeah, she's got everything she needs. She goes, oh, I don't know. She's been fed. She goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried. Okay, Try one more time. I'll start heading back soon and um, just give me a call if there's another problem, all right? So she calls back five minutes later. My sister's on her way home. She says, listen, I, I'm, I'm really glad that you're coming home. You are coming home, aren't you? Because I, I got her off to sleep again. And uh, she's, she's started crying. And so my sister says, is there something in the room? You know, is there something that she's, she's looking at? She goes, well, yeah, she keeps looking at the giant clown in the, on the rocking chair. And my sister says, what? She says, yeah, she, she's looking every time she goes off. I think she wakes up because she ends up looking at that giant clown. So I could move it if you want. Do you want me to move the giant clown? That would be horrifying. And uh, my sister said, "What? Sorry, what?" She said, "Do you know the giant clown on the on the rocking chair opposite?" My sister said, "We don't have a clown." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's not real. The window was open. A man had got in. Are you serious? Nah, of course I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's you not. had me. Oh, I know. I even scared myself. I actually needed the toilet. Woo! It's getting hot in here. Let's go to a break. Just so we're clear on that, that did not happen. If you ever hear that story from someone else, it didn't happen. It's a wives' tale. Sleep well. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show 
on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You know what I forgot to do last week because I was back from vacation and um, I forgot my bit of uh, company promotion. So best do it now. Um, let's do it in the format of an ad with you playing the person that doesn't know that is delighted to learn about it and me being the teacher of said lesson. Hey, Pat, wouldn't it be great if there was a company that offered canvas prints that was really affordable that you could pick them up and pay on pickup here in Toronto? If only a company like that actually existed. But stuff like that's, you know, the talk of dreams. Well, dream no longer. I can turn your dreams into reality with new, not actually new, but new to you if you've never used this, new mrphotocanvas.com. What's that name again? MrPhotoCanvas.com. Do you know what they do? What? They put photos and artwork on canvas, hence the name MrPhotoCanvas.com. But is it affordable and can I pay on pickup? Of course you can. And you'll be sent a proof via email so you know exactly what you're getting. By Jove, what a company. MrPhotoCanvas.com. Sounds good to me. Cheers, mate. I find most of the time uh, when they do that, there's usually um, a man and a woman, and the man is... Men are always depicted as completely stupid in adverts, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I think because we were depicted as uh, the other way for way too long. Yeah, so now... But they're so not funny, adverts like that. There's always criticism for the man not being able to cook or not being able to do anything, or, oh, I would tell you, but I know you don't multitask because you're a man, all that. It's crap. Yeah, the man is always Homer Simpson and the woman is always a combination of Joan of Arc and Mary Curie and... You yeah, know, every great strong woman ever. Yeah, let's reset the balance with this show. Hey, women are stupid. <laughs> I'm just working. I can't co-sign that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't think that. Um, weather, one degree right now, all right? So we're popping our head above frozen, and apparently, I, think, I always say this, and then there's always a freak snowstorm, but apparently we're going to warm up. Is that right, Pat? As far as I know, I think during the week it's supposed to be 10 degrees or even warmer. I mean, that's, you know, I've got the, uh, could four, be spring. I've got the 14-day trend here, which, by the way, is a joke. How can it? 14 days? They could barely do 14 minutes. Exactly. Um, but apparently it's going to be consistently above zero for the next 14 days. Get that, in. That makes me happy. Oh, no, sorry. That's the high. Some lows around zero. But, you know whatever we're on the up slowly um now that weather was delivered uh possibly in the worst possible format anyone's ever done weather uh unless of course you include this week flavor flav who uh did a piece on fox news and uh if you want to hear weather done by flavor flav framed for being in public enemy of course uh this is how it sounds you know what time it is it's time to get your weather from flavor flav here we go yeah, boy, yeah, that's right, y'all thought they was joking. I'm really here, you know what I'm saying, to bring y'all the weather, not only for the good, but for the better. You know what I'm saying? I ain't playing, and it's all in the message that we are relaying. Now, check this out. Right over here, you see it right there in Salt Lake City? We got 56 degrees, you know what I'm saying? And then also, we're going to take it all the way right here, you know what I'm saying, the West Valley. We got 57 degrees right here in West Valley. And, you know, let me tell y'all something. I mean, you know, the weather's kind of, it's going to be kind of good today. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what we're looking at today. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, right over here, you know what I'm saying? Over here, echo. Let's go like echo. You know what I'm saying? Hello, 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 hello. Y'all heard the echo, right? <laughs> well, guess what? We got 60 degrees over here at Echo. You know what I'm saying? Then also, um, right over here, we got 62 degrees. Oh, guess what? Right over here in Eli, 59 degrees. Not bad, not bad. You know what I'm saying? Actually, in a sense, I didn't, because he didn't do it in centigrade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'd like you to do it again in metric. Really. I think it's rhetorical, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? But it does make you sound very unconfident. Imagine if I said, you know what I'm saying, after I said everything. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Pat, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would imagine you would have low confidence that people can understand you. Yeah. Or your communicative st- skills. It's the rap version of going valley girl at the end and going up i was just walking the other day oh that's australian yeah the aqi they call it the australian questioning intonation and uh i'd love to think that didn't happen here but it does oh it does um but it's very easy to criticize rappers uh but of course they have abilities far beyond the scope of mine and let's be honest if that was on fox that's probably the best delivery and most truth in a fox piece in the last 10 years um so just to prove that rappers are very often geniuses, here's two samples of some of the quickest rapping you'll ever hear. And don't worry, none of it's coming from me. Ray J went straight to the radio station the very next day. Hey, Fab, I'ma kill you. Lyrics coming at you with supersonic speed. JJ Is talent tech nine you heard from last and of course eminem you heard from before that and uh i think he said something like um or at least that's what i heard but i think it was slightly more talented than that can you do that pat got nope any, got any skills none any oral skills that we're talking about i can speak english well done. Uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, your texts so far are coming in on 71010. You're always welcome to get involved in this show. We're live. Good evening. It's Sunday night and it's always a pleasure to be here. My name is Vinnie White. Uh, so far, your text. I'm going to tell that story to my baby cousins to scare the crap out of them. That was an awesome story, says someone. Uh, someone else says, Vinnie, I'm actually shaking. I can't believe what you've done to me. Which... I was shaking. <laughs> I mean, I wish they were saying that in a sexual context, but I think I scared them. That's the thing. It was frightening. Were you shaking? I was genuinely afraid for those kids. Do you want me to bring a cloth in for what you've done? You might have to. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. The news. Where does it go through the mind of Amanda Capito? That was beautiful and poetic. And it gets pushed out of her mouth in a deliverable and easy to digest, simple form that we like very much. I'm talking, of course, about Amanda Capito, our resident news junkie and anchor. And she's in the studio with me now. Hello, mate. 
Hi, how's it going? Yeah, it's good, actually. I, I had a good weekend. It was my birthday, actually. Um, oh, happy belated. Yeah, and um, I had a really good... I clearly wasn't invited to the party. I invited you last year, but I didn't invite you this year because yeah. it was quite um, quite an intimate thing. Oh, well then. Um, it was a... I should have invited you, really. Yeah, you really should have. Well, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my birthday this week. Right. It, it was... Uh, I'll take you out for a drink, nonetheless. Thanks, mate. No, I went, was, I went out with my girlfriend to a painting party. Oh, like a paint lounge? Uh, I think that's what it's called. It's in the East End. Yeah, I've on got, Queen Street? Yes. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. Have you? It's, it's good, great. Isn't it's it? fun. The concept, for those that don't know, is you, you get an easel and um, a glass of wine, which always helps creatively, and a paintbrush, and uh, you paint whatever you want. Now, you can pick up a book to get ideas, or you can just, you know, go freeform. Yeah. I, I went for the freeform. Did you try to copy someone? Or? I did try to copy someone. Yeah. I didn't, but see, it's worse that way, because then when it doesn't turn out the way it the picture looks exactly. you feel really bad yeah i should have gone free form go free form baby next um, time was it jackson pollock that used to actually throw up on his painting <laughs> i don't know was it i think he did i know he rode bikes across them and he was the first guy to just do mad stuff he used to do huge paintings in his studio mm. anyway it looks a bit like that but okay not, not as good obviously right it's all right I'm uh, hoping no actual vomit in, involved with this. No, no okay. not until I got home. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. And then um, on Saturday, I well, last night, I went to the uh, Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh. So painting and classical music. Look at you. Who have I become? You're an artsy farts. I'm a husk of my former self. <laughs> this isn't me. Great. What did you do? Beat that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the Raptors game on Friday which I know you have no interest in sports, but I had a good time and they had a great win. Good. And we also got free pizza because they scored more than 100 points and they won. So Do they do that like they do with the hockey then, where they say, um, you know, if you get a, I think it's three, I can't remember what it is. But I anyway, don't even know if there's anything with the Leafs right now because, man, we can't rely on them for any sort no, of goal score. You are going to go very hungry. <laughs> but with Raptors, yeah. So we got the free pizza, which was great. Is it from Pizza Pizza? Yes, it is. Other pizzas are available. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's good. Yes, and then we I had a little gathering yesterday, a little party for my roommate. Why didn't you ask me? Well, she, it's a, her going away party. She's moving to Ecuador, so. Oh, what is it with you in Ecuador? <laughs> we both traveled there, and then we loved it, so now she's moving there. Wow, okay. I know. She really loved it. Yeah. Um, I've got a story for you. Tell me. New Zealand. Right? Okay. Always a, a hotbed of activity. A gang of 16 wild goats is causing havoc in a small New Zealand town. How so? The mob... Tell me more! ...have been roaming through the streets of Blackball, destroying gardens and local fauna as they go. This is according to the New Zealand Herald. <laughs> the local council animal control officer said, there's also a concern that they might cause a car crash. They're pretty feral, these guys. They're lovely goats, though. Great accent. Thanks, mate. Actually, I think it was a bit more Australian than New Zealand. Aren't they, can, like, pretty much they're the pretty, same? They're pretty similar. The best way to do in New Zealand is... Um, change the I to a U or an O. So in other words, you just change all the vowels. So fish and chips becomes fush and chops. <laughs> Lots of fush and chops there. That's a lot to remember. Although mine just sounded Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, in, uh, in the town of 330 people, there are 16 feral goats causing havoc. Oh my gosh. Right? And they don't know what to do about it. The guy that's this, <laughs> I love this guy. He's, he said, it's a lot worse than you think, actually. If you were to think about it, in a 16 goats in a town of 330 people, 
is per capita the equivalent of 67,000 goats wandering around downtown Auckland. Oh, my goodness. And then he goes on to say, don't bother disputing that. That's a fact. <laughs> That's just a fact. Um, so I worked it out. If the same ratio was applied to Toronto, it would be uh, 180,000 goats in Toronto going mental. Oh, my goodness. Which, uh, let's be honest... We would like that. That'd be a great news day. <laughs> great visuals, for sure. Would you lead with that? Yeah, of course I would. Coming up, breaking news tonight in downtown <laughs> Toronto. 180,000 feral goats are causing havoc. <laughs> I long for that day. Uh, feral goats are apparently a very long-standing problem in New Zealand, first introduced by Captain Cook in 1773. Are the English to blame for everything? <laughs> You tell me. I feel like we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the country's Department of Conservation calls the several hundred thousand living wild threat uh, a threat to native plants. Several hundred thousand of them wandering around New Zealand. They're capable of destroying all kinds of vegetation in their reach. The 16 goats in question have shown aggression to people as well, particularly at night. Okay, one of, but one like... of the goats. Okay. One of the goats is called Chumpers. Right, he's the really vicious one. Oh, they have names. Okay. There's only a few, unfortunately. <laughs> Chumpers does. I don't know if there's any more. I don't know if there's Nashers, Terry Big Teeth, Gary Big Gums. <laughs> Are so, you making these up? I am actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, one one good one would be called Eddie Kid, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I spent a bit of time thinking about this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Anyway, Chumpers has been known to chase people and bite them. Imagine you're on holiday, right? A vacation in good old uh, New Zealand. Took a, took a little trip off the beaten track, went to this little town, right? You're coming back from the pub, you go around the corner, 16 goats. But like, okay, this is what I've just been itching to ask. Why mm. can't, I know it's a lot per capita and compared to their their population, great. Yeah. But like, is there not anyone that has the ability to rein them in and get them in a fenced area? You would think of all the people, the Even guy just that's going on about it, the local animal control officer. Yeah, he's had what's so he much doing? Disorder. Why has he not got a gun? There he- <laughs> I mean, that's an extreme. But even just to wrangle them up, like get them, get them in, tempt was, them with some food. That was a good use of wrangle. Yeah, that's that's the proper term, is it? I would imagine so. Is that why Wrangler jeans are for cowboys? Yeah. Oh my god! It's oh, been into- you I'm, had no idea. I've never heard the term. <laughs> I've heard round them up. Yeah. Wrangle. That's what great use. Have a promotion. <laughs> Thank you. If anyone doesn't like this woman, let me say right here. She uses <laughs> language that even I don't know. And we invented the bloody stuff. <laughs> We've also ruined it, but there you are. Um, oh, that's very good. So, yeah, we don't know what's going on, but I'll keep you updated in Goat News, New Zealand. Thank you. Next week. Um, what's going on in Toronto? Well, we have the big news of the day was talking about... The assisted suicide, new legislation that is due out in June. And today was a big day where um, the Archbishop of Toronto went on a record and sent out a message to the federal government speaking out against assisted suicide. Yeah. Have you got a problem with it? No. It's a very dark topic. I appreciate it. It is. I disagree with, I, the, with, with the Archbishop. I also disagree with the Archbishop. And quite often the church. But I, I just think surely it's down to the individual and their extended family. Right. He and think and he was trying to take the perspective of he didn't want any physicians to be put into a place where they had to um you know, inject someone with a lethal injection if they didn't morally agree with it, like the doctor. Right. But then the 
um, you know, the legislation was going to include, they said, um, you know, a stipulation for at least then they could, if they didn't feel comfortable, they would refer them to someone who would be willing to do it. I understand. Yeah, that's so, the only fair way. Of that's doing fine. It. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay, we got it covered. Then we're yeah. good. But he's yeah, but definitely because our doctors have to train for long enough. They right. come out hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. It takes them years to get that debt back, even though they're quite well paid. They do have a hard time. They work all kinds of hours, and now you you can't possibly demand that they kill people no. if they're not comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah. So that's so fair. You just alleviate but, that problem. Yeah, and and that's what they're ready ready and willing to do anyway. So yeah, I don't see a problem with it anymore. No. Because at the moment you can fly to Switzerland. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's weird to to say that people should try to find a different way. Like, yes, there is inevitable death, but I don't know. It's to to force someone to have have a disease, you know, run them into the ground when they're not happy. And like, does the church have any weight nowadays? I mean, I appreciate that this comment was from the Archbishop, but I, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Can we talk about fluffy bunny rabbits now? Yes. Thanks. I like rabbits. You know I have a rabbit, right? I've got no news on them. I just wanted to clear this. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt a bit bleak. Oh. No, I don't have any pets, mate. I've got a squirrel that lives... Um... <laughs> <laughs> you would have a pet squirrel. Yeah. He's got a massive set of nuts. <laughs> I bet he does. Uh, in every sense. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's the king squirrel on the block, but he is... Uh... He's very well endowed. Mm. Well, he lives in a tree. Just... Why do you even know that? How long have you inspected him? I've got a... <laughs> <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I want to leave you on this, Amanda. Okay. You know George Takai? Yes. He for Facebook, those... like, phenomena. Facebook phenomena. Former, former uh, Star Trekker. Yes. Of course. Yes. And just legendary genius when it comes to good tweets. Yes. Um, I have to give him credit. He posted today... What would Donald Trump answer to the question two plus two? <laughs> this is Donald Trump's answer, according to George Takai. With or without accent? Mm, without. Just do Vinny accent. Donald Trump would say this. I have to say, a lot of people have been asking me this question. No, really, a lot of people come up to me and ask me. They say, what is two plus two? And I tell them, look, we know what two plus two is. We've had almost eight years of the worst kind of math you can imagine. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> Addition and subtraction is like ones. There's twos. There's threes. It's terrible. It's, ju- it's just terrible. So, look, if you want to know what two plus two is, do you want to know what it is? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> First of all, the number two. By the way, I love the number two. It's probably my favorite number. <laughs> it's Actually, probably it is my favorite number. You know what? It's probably like my favorite number that isn't one or three because I quite like them. I love them, actually. I've decided. <laughs> A lot, if I'm being honest. I mean, if I'm being honest, I like zeros, <laughs> except for Marco Rubio. Now, here's a zero I don't like. <laughs> no, I probably couldn't say that. He's a nice guy, but he's like, one, oh, one, oh, one. He's so not two, you know? I like twos. So, two plus two, right. You know what? Actually, he's like a computer. You know what I mean? He's like a computer. I don't know. I mean, you know? <laughs> so, we have all these numbers, and you can add them, and you can subtract them. Times them. You could, did you actually know that? You can actually do that. You can times numbers. We can times them or we can divide them. I told you that, but no one else will tell you that. No one tells you anything. <laughs> I'll tell you like it really is. And I'll tell you, no one, no one is better in the order of operations than me. You wouldn't believe it. So we're going to be the best at 2 plus 2. The best, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Great delivery. I think uh, we can both agree. <laughs> we're way too close to America, and if he gets in, we're both leaving. So, <laughs> Newsy Poos will be back next week, unless there's more likelihood of Donald Trump actually leading that country. Cheers, Amanda. Bye. Bye. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hello, we're back. And we're really back in a big way because apparently we weren't here, if you know what I mean. Uh, I've had numerous texts, hundreds actually, saying um, lost. In fact, it's quite nice that we went off air for a bit because I now know that people do listen to this. Uh, lots of people saying, lost the 1010 signal, your transmission is gone. Um, why is this guy so amazing? Uh, oh, I did that one. Um, what's going on? Uh, I can't hear your reception. Apparently we went off air. So, Pat, what happened? He's waving, uh, he's waving his finger around, uh, which uh, is a technical producer way of saying I couldn't possibly tell you because I have no idea. Glad we cleared that up. Anyway, we're back now. So if you missed us, um, you probably missed the best bit of the show, I, I would say. Um, and I haven't planned anything for this bit. So it's a bit of a shame we didn't go off air about now, really. I'm sure we'll muddle through somehow. Um, are we back, Pat? Are we firing all four cylinders? Yep, seems so. What's, uh, who was on the phone there? Someone saying that we weren't on air. Just talking to uh, the people that uh, make the sound come out of the people's radio, and uh, they uh, explain things to me, and I now have information to uh, proceed with. I had no idea you're an audio engineer. I'm, I'm was, not. They are. I'm a. Board, you're not because I'm a board operator. You sure sounded like it when you said I spoke to the people that make sound come out of a radio. <laughs> That's probably what they say. Uh, the sound's not coming out of the radios, but I think we're going to fix it so that the sound comes out. That's the way it works. That's how they explain it to us, at least. We never lost the online people. They were there throughout thick and thin. God bless them. Um, anyway, we've all come over now. Lots of people jumped online to... Um, look at this. amount of people saying, I've just switched to the internet because my radio went down. Who knew? Stay here. Don't go off wandering and looking at all that dirty business, will you? Because you're online. Resist the temptation, why don't you? Yes. I would like to get David Eddy on the mic, if I may. Dave, are you there? Yes. I just wanted to ask you a question and promote your new show. Um, so let's do the two together. First of all, David Eddy, who is usually on, not the next hour, but the hour after, quite often comes in to watch this masterpiece slash mess of a radio show <laughs> more mess than masterpiece let's be honest uh, masterpiece and uh, he comes in every week and uh, normally I just see your pretty little face through the glass and warble on as normal but today no I want to say that you have <laughs> bitten off more than you can chew you have got a new show would you like to tell us about it um, yeah, thanks, Vinny. It's called Into the Night with David Eddy, and it's going to be, tonight's the first night. It's going 10 to 2 every night, Sunday to Thursday. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So you come on after this show, and you go and you stay till 2, so that's four hours of you. That's right. And you're going to do that how many days a week? I think that's why there was a signal interruption. They knew that a, a master supervillain was about to scramble the airwaves and, uh, Change everything and, and bring the city to its knees. Gorgeous. I love your thought. Kardashian <laughs> broke the internet. You broke AM radio just with your very presence. Four hours, five nights a week. Yes, that's correct. First topic that comes to my mind is what will your topics be? Um, I'm not going to discuss that with you now, Vinny. 
it's the the whole thing is what's great about it. I'll, I'll tell you my. How about if I tell you the philosophy of it a little? Please bit? do, yeah. Um, you know, it's always struck me as a little bit weird that overnight programming is like aliens and conspiracies and contrails and stuff like that. And to me, it's sort of sending the message that, you know, OK, well, anybody up at that hour is probably out of their mind anyway. So let's fuel their paranoid delusions as much as we can. But this is a, a first for a while foray into live local radio. Yeah. And as somebody who's done shift work before, I know that, you know, what I say about myself is I'm too sane to sleep. Right. You know, I, 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 you know, if, uh, you know, the writer Vladimir Nabokov. Very well. He, uh, he's one of my favorite Vladimirs. He divided the world, he divided people into two groups. One, the great twisting insomniacs like himself, mm. and the other group, the complacent dopes who can actually sleep well at night. And I'm hoping to reach out and find the people there who are sane and up in the middle of the night, shift workers, cab drivers, Uber drivers. No, less so, Vinny. What, you don't want to hear from Uber drivers? Uh, you know what? It's funny you should ask. My, one of my first guests is Christine Hubbard. She's, uh, she's the head of Beck Taxi or, or one of the executives at Beck Taxi. And I, I just one of the first things I want to do with the show is tell cab drivers that I am their friend and I feel their pain and struggle and I want to explain why. So you don't want Uber drivers to call in? Yeah, they can call in. You just don't like it. I'm not anti-Uber, but I'm pro-taxi, I'll say that. <laughs> I've never taken an Uber, Vinny. I'm just staring. I just <laughs> I like getting you into some hot water before you've even begun. But I'm very <laughs> proud of you, if I, if I dare be like that, because you started... When, how long have you been on air now? I don't know, a couple of years. I started off uh, when when the place was up at St. Clair and Young, and yeah. uh, I was just a, a panelist on the round table when John Tory was doing it, was yeah. doing the live drive, and... It just kind of, you know, I kind of realized that I loved it. And so I begged and begged and begged and begged Mike Bendix and the program director here. Finally gave me an hour on Sunday nights, as you know, Vinny. I've been doing that for a while. And then I continued that uh, theme of begging, and, and here's the result. Well, support David Eddy in his beginnings, because uh, hopefully if he gets off to a good start, then it will be a, a cracking show. I have no doubt in his ability. Um, I'm rather him than me. <laughs> I think everyone can. <laughs> There's a word for that. Agree with that. Schadenfreude. <laughs> Schadenfreude, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's laughing at someone's misfortune. That would presume you're going to fail, and that I don't think you'll do, okay. my friend. Thanks for the support. I think you'll be absolutely tickety boo. I have no doubt. But Appreciate do support that, him and get him off to a good start tonight. He's on after me. He will take you on a audio journey for the next four hours. Meanwhile, I'm off down the pub for a cheeky pint. My life not quite as difficult as his. I feel always a pleasure, never a chore. See you next week. Ta-da.